Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody, it's Lloyd Spence. And look, the NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Guys, listen, I've been over to Bet Online. You have got to see the line they have going on whether or not Trevor Lawrence is going to the NFL. That'll make you go get your debit card. Listen, from the game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always an online casino. Man, that thing never closes. I mean, you can go in there any time of night. So listen, head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. Bet Online, your online sports experts. Hey everybody, it's Lloyd Spence, and listen, I gotta tell you, you're missing out on all the fun because you're not on the Noisemakers page. That's right, the Noisemakers page. You're missing out on great shows like the Daily Podcast, Talking Noise, Believe in the ACC, The Five with the Five Crew, Uncorked Wine on Saturday nights, and now Daddy and the Girls on Saturdays. And I still do with me and Mrs. Noise. Come on, guys. You got to get over to the Noisemakers page. Facebook. That's where we are. Facebook.com forward slash Noise Media Makers. That's Facebook.com Noise Media Makers. Get on over there and join the community and have a good time every day on the Noisemakers page. I'll see you there. Hey, y'all, I hope y'all are ready to make some noise. Kenyatta Spence, are you ready? Shake Anderson, are you ready? And Mr. Talking Noise himself, Lloyd Spence, are you ready? If you clicked on this podcast, then that must mean that you're ready for Talking Noise, the daily podcast. Well, if you're ready... And come on, let's make some noise. All right, everybody, we are here on a Friday talking noise. And I got the different setup, which is throwing me off. Wow. <laughs> wow. There we go. <laughs> I got the different setup today because we're getting ready for Daddy and the Girls, and um, um, I still do, which will which will uh, episodes two of both of those shows be tomorrow. But um, it ain't my normal wow. setup. I'm not in my office, so it threw me off a little bit. What's going what on, Noisemakers? You said I'm still holding my breath. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, listen, I don't think you got to hold it for much longer because it's getting good. It's, as they say, it's getting good out Is here. It? 
Yeah, man. Shout out to the noisemakers that's in the building. Al B, uh, Anise, everybody's following in right now. I love it. Look at Miss Noise and her red looking delicious, even though the game got canceled. <laughs> even though the game got canceled. She's still wow. She's still supporting. She's still, still supporting. Ride for the Cardinals. I, yeah, got yeah. I give I give her the credit that she deserves this one. Yeah. Listen, yeah, we, we went to bed yesterday. We were, we were inching closer. When I woke up, my life got flipped, turned upside down. <laughs> it was a crazy way to wake up this morning about 6 a.m. What did you wake up to? What you what you see? What was so Man, what was I woke crazy? up this morning and all of a sudden Georgia and Pennsylvania have now flipped over to uh soon to be President Biden. Wow, Georgia had flipped over to Biden. Georgia had flipped over to Biden. So Georgia uh had flipped over to six hundred and forty-five votes uh for Biden. He was up six hundred and forty-five votes. That was earlier. This morning, uh, Pennsylvania had flipped over to Biden at about a thousand votes. Wow. As of right now, us broadcasting right this very minute, uh, Joe Biden is up 9,746 votes with 95% uh, reporting. And, 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 and all outlets are saying that number is climbing quickly. That number is climbing quickly they do not see any end in sight so what does that mean well here's what it means realistically uh the president could, or uh, uh, soon to be president biden could win um the whole election with just pennsylvania all he needs is pennsylvania doesn't need any other state but it looks like he's probably going to get pennsylvania as well as Georgia. Georgia okay. is definitely trending in the right way. But wait, right. there are. Uh, since we started, or right as we were coming on the air, Nevada has doubled. It, it, for so long, it was at 8. And then yesterday evening, it was at 11 forever. 11,000 lead for Biden at, uh, forever. As we woke up again this morning, Nevada has entered into new numbers. Now Biden's lead has grown to 23,000 votes, a 23,000 vote lead. So, again, what does all this mean? Um, And, yes, he did look at Al B, giving us that on-the-ground report. And I love it, Al B. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, uh, he has lost some ground in Arizona. But what this essentially means is that three out of the four states uh, well, he's leading in all four states. He's leading in all four states. But here's what's interesting in Arizona. And, I, again, I keep stressing this to you because I want everybody to understand where we are. Okay. In Arizona, uh, USA Today and AP have not backed off of the fact that they believe that uh, Biden has already won Arizona. And we have some breaking news. That just happened as I was going, as we were going on the air. Mark Kelly, the senator that was running against uh, Susan McSally uh, in Arizona, won the Arizona seat. Listen to what I just said. He won the Arizona seat. 
that flips a seat in the Senate to a 48-47 with five seats left. But what that ultimately leaves for the bigger picture of the presidential race is that it looks as though the trend is that there's a strong Democratic contingency that could hold Arizona for uh, soon-to-be President Biden, which means uh, though though he has trended down a little bit in the in the in the uh, amount of votes that he has, he may have just enough to hold off Pres- uh, President Trump and uh, also win Arizona. So his path to the presidency not only looks good, but it also could look by the end of the day dominant. So that is important right now. But I do want to ask this question to the noise makers. And of course, to our wonderful host on this show, do you want a dominant win or do you just want 270? Is 270 enough for you? I, why don't we start with the lovely Captain Crunchy, Miss Norton? <laughs> um, I would probably say. Um, I would want it to be a dominant win. Uh, I don't want it to be just enough. Uh, I want it to be more than enough. So then that would at least try to dispel all the confusion that uh, Captain Confusion, uh, the president, continues to try to spew uh, and when it's dominant, you know, it, it, it's it, it's a shutout. So um, I think I would want it to be more than enough than the 270. All right. All right. What about you, Hawk? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think, for one, I think we need it to be dominant because it's, it's harder to argue if you run over someone as opposed you just you just beat them. It's hard to argue that if, if the numbers are bearing out that, you know, for one, obviously we know the popular vote, he's crushing it. I mean, he's literally. Yeah, he's got like four million lead or something. Some yeah. number. But you need that. You need not just the popular vote, but you need to a real commanding lead going out the gate because right now his arguments, you know, so far he sends his son out of states. He's got his lap dog. Uh, Giuliani going out to states. He's got other. Uh, I saw today he had um, Banyan on Fox, and you know he's got all these different people going out filing these lawsuits and doing all this stuff. And the way to shut that down is exactly right. The, the, uh, Alan Brown said it. It's, you know it bodes well in all the cases that they might file. Well, listen, man, you lost outright. You know, saying there's nothing close about this. So, no, I think you're absolutely right, and, and I'm, I, I like to use the sports analogy because, as you know, as you all guys all know, we have sports shows on the Noisemaker page as well. And and Jimmy Johnson said something years ago that I've always uh, believed in and supported. He said he, there was a game when he was coaching in Miami, and his team was up by like three or four touchdowns. And they thought they had won, had the game won, and everything was good. And the team came back and won. And the reason why they won is because he didn't put his foot on the gas and keep driving home toward the victory. 
ever since that moment, he said, I will never make that mistake again. I want to dominate and send a clear message. Yeah. I think that is the way to go. I think this, I think the country, in fact, I'll even go take it a step further. I think the country needs a dominant win because a dominant win sends a clear message all the way across the country so that there's no mistaking that we as a country want change. And I'm going to keep looking over to it's my right, but your left on the screen because I'm watching everything go on as, so if you guys are wondering why, why does he keep looking over there? Because I'm looking at the screen. I'm in a different room than I'm normally in. So that's why I'm all, and because I'm expecting really to be honest with you, the way Pennsylvania is coming in, uh -huh. this could happen on air. Like Pennsylvania could go on air while we're here today. So I want to be able to give you the moment when it happens. So uh, LeBaron, shout out to LeBaron, popcorn world in the building. He said Trump knew that this was going to happen a year or more ago, and that's why he tried to cripple the postal system. That's right. That's exactly right. And he knew that the mail was going to determine this election, and that's why he told his people not to vote early. I want to see a blowout. That's real good. I think you're right on. Right. Oh, he said. By the way, <laughs> he said. By the way, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, Al says, yeah. If it's not even close, they won't waste time with the Wisconsin and Michigan lawsuits. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Here's what was interesting about the lawsuits right now, and I want I want to spend a little moment uh, with this conversation. Uh, uh, Marco Rubio, who has been a staunch supporter of Donald Trump, right, sent out some very cryptic tweets this morning. I'm going to read some to you. One, he said, um, the, the biggest one was this one. It said, scoundrels, villains are they who deal in crooked talk, Proverbs 6 and 12. Wow, okay. So, People are going, okay, well, what does that mean? What are you trying to say? Yeah. And so you look at that, you look at some of the other responses of different Republicans. My question to you guys, because in the midst of all of this, there's a healing that's going to have to take place. And, and, and we are, listen, one of the things that this vote has done, and let's be very clear, we are now exposed as a country. Like, there's no doubt this four years, this 12 years, I like to say, has exposed who we really are as a country and how much progress we've really made in unity, in diversity, in uh, understanding, and, and, and being one as a country. We now know what we are. It is clear. President Biden has an incredible task the day he raises his hand to be the president of the United States, President-elect Biden. He's got to try to navigate all of that and make this country whole again. Right. And, and by the way, he can't do that by himself. It's impossible for him to do that by himself. Um. And when I say by himself, I mean as a Democratic Party leader. It's impossible. Should Republicans be responding to this time right now? Because let's be clear, Jabari had a full-on meltdown yesterday. I mean, how many? Did you, I don't know how many noisemakers or <laughs> you guys 
How did you see it? Did you get a chance to see this yesterday? Your boy had a full-on meltdown yesterday. It was ugly. Which one? I mean, it's this there's there's Donald Trump. We have a meltdown. Donald Trump had a full-on meltdown yesterday. I didn't see it. Well, let me just let me break it down for you, because uh, it was uh, his life is a meltdown. I mean, his life is a meltdown. Everything he ever does that doesn't go the way he wants it results in a meltdown. Isn't that amazing that that you live a life of, of pure meltdown? But yeah. yesterday we all got a chance to see it. Wow! And man, it was ugly. Like it it was like. You've heard Donald, you've heard uh, President Trump uh, press conferences before, and you thought, okay, this guy's lying, he's an idiot. You, you know, you walk away from it with that perspective. But yesterday, everybody was like, it was kind of funny because when you flash back to all of the hosts on different shows, they all had the same look on their face. Wow. Like they just looked shocked. Like and which is saying a lot for a man who has said some of the most egregious things in in the history of this country. <laughs> <clears throat> but he was man. It was all about the the the, the just the pure lives of. Uh, one, give me give me some example. At one point, he alleged that one of his uh, his uh, officials, election officials. Republican election officials went into the room to try to look in on the ballot, and he said, and I quote, and then they put the cardboard up, and we couldn't see around the cardboard. So they, what are they trying to hide? Wow. What? It was, listen, it was that for about 20 minutes. Wow. And every state that cheated me in Michigan, they're cheating me in, in, in Wisconsin. They're cheating me in Philadelphia. They're cheating me in Georgia. I was winning. I was winning. And then all of a sudden, these ballots came out of nowhere. By the way, Saturday Night Live is going to have a field day this weekend with all of this. Oh, before I go on, y'all heard that uh, your boy Dave Chappelle is hosting this weekend, right? No. Yes. He will be hosting much oh, like he did four years ago. When he hosted, when Donald Trump won, they only won. So now he gets to host Donald Trump lose. This is going to be fantastic. Make sure you tune in. Okay. Uh, but yes, it was a full-on meltdown of monumental proportion. And and even his own base, uh, Chris Christie, I, I, look, I saw the look in his eyes. And it, and I'll be honest, it almost like, like he had tears in his eyes. Because he was like, man, I, I don't know what to say. He said, but we can't do this. We can't do this. We can't. We can't tear down the fabric of our country and the integrity of voting. Um, now we'll give Chris Christie, Grant, and Rick Santorum. They both said the same thing, um, and they said there may be some fraud. There may be some areas that we can look at and investigate, but the process as a whole is not. You know, there's nothing that was illegal or criminal or anything like that. And they said right. we can't do this. But that, but those have been the only ones on TV that have been saying it. Other Republicans have not spoken very strongly in this regard. And so my question to both of you is, is very simple. 
How do we heal from all of it? How do we move forward? Because that's where we pretty much are now. We're waiting on the announcement. And now we're trying to figure out how do we move forward as a country to get to a place of healing, quite honestly. Well, the first thing is, it's going to be time, man. It's going to take a lot of time to undo the damage that's been done. That's the first thing. Secondly, I think you have the one thing I can give uh, Biden that I couldn't give most of the other candidates on either side is Biden has consistently over the years been one who tried to make deals, who tried to go across the aisle. He had a good even even though their battles were notorious and contentious, he had a good relationship with McConnell. He does. Still you know does. Still so Biden is the kind of guy who, who, when he said, listen, I'm I'm winning as a Democrat, but I'm going to uh, govern as an American. When he said that, he meant that. He means yeah. that he's going to reach out to everybody and give everybody the opportunity to be heard equally uh, and also to have the same platform you know, that generally that everybody would have. So I think that's the first thing. But here's the deal, Lord. We're in a situation where something you said a moment ago, and that's just the truth of it. We are where we are. Um, the country has been exposed. Yeah. Um, you're either a racist or you're not. There's and, and there's uh, unfortunately, you, you 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 know sometimes when you use that word, you say, well, you know, it doesn't apply to everybody. It doesn't apply to every situation. Well, you chose a side that was blatantly racist. You chose a side that was blatantly discriminatory. You chose a side that blatantly did not care about the morals that you so commonly espoused. You know, the same people that voted for Trump knew that he was a misogynistic, adulterer, liar, thief, con man, grifter they knew all of this out the gate man i can't tell you how many people i've watched on the internet apologize republicans apologize for voting for trump but now here's the other side of it it's going to take a while because those same republicans that are that that apologize that voted for trump now you've got a contingent of democrats that voted in this last election for trump you got a contingent of black people, Hispanics, that voted for Trump. And say what you will, this is not an easy fix. And this won't be this won't I, be cool. I, 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 I don't want to interrupt your your your, your rant because you are on it, brother. You are on it, but I gotta put this pin right what you where you just said what you said because it was so powerful. And I don't want people to miss the point you just made. The largest the, the, the person who got the most votes in history for president is Joe Biden. The number two person who got the most votes in history for president is Donald Trump. Yes. So what you just said is not a small thing because 150 million people have voted or, or almost 150 million people have voted and they voted down very specific lines. Right. So you're right. I want you to continue on because that is so, so critical of a point. 
Well, it, again, it's a it's a matter of how how to heal is we don't know yet. Yeah, and that's the truth of it. We don't know how to heal. We know that all you can do is have communication, direct communication, and and try to understand both sides of the issue and move from there. Because right now, where we are, we are completely split as a country. Listen, I was uh, I think that. You know, in my in my neighborhood, there we live in a pretty, like I said, pretty affluent area, and there's there might have been. Well, no, actually, I think about it. There were no Joe Biden signs, and there might have been one Trump sign out in the entire neighborhood. And I I drove through the neighborhood. But that being said, um, we are definitely at a place to where we may not it's, it's going to take a long time to come back from this it may be the very next election it may it probably won't be in the next four years because too much damage has been inflicted on the country as a whole first of all on the consciousness of the country but also on the faith of the country the, the faith of the country is no longer in the church it's no longer in man it's no longer in the individual because the country has lost its faith and at least, you know, when we didn't believe before in somebody, at least we could go, God is in control. And we know that we have the idea that we're doing the right thing. And we leaned on that. Yeah. We don't have that ideal anymore. We don't, we don't have that as an, we're doing the right thing because the truth of the matter is the very thing that you think is the right thing for half of the people is exact is exactly wrong so so what you're saying is paula white's press session yesterday um uh, it was not legit oh, like it man. wasn't heck no man i can't say what i want to say but i would have said that wait listen man if you if you're basing your, if you're basing your idea of who god sent on what paula white said you're lost anyway. you're already in trouble yeah Mama Noise, Al makes a point here. He says, how do evangelicals who claim Trump was sent by God back step if the numbers hold? How? And, and that's the same thing Point uh, Up was making right now. I ask you, how do... Because this is... And this is not a small thing that we're talking about. This is a massive thing. Because we know as a country, one of the foundations and the fabrics of this country is one nation under God. One. And we are not one right now. We are not even close. And the people that said, you are go voting for the devil. I, I talked to somebody yesterday. I won't mention their name. But they talked about their, their, uh, uh, um, their relative was a pastor. And they were talking to their relative who was a pastor. And the pastor was saying, they were telling their relative, hey, you know, this guy, Trump has done this and he's done this and that. Yeah, but he stands for abortion and he stands for this and he stands for all these uh, uh, traditional Christian value things. And, and, and that person looked at them going, how can you still ignore all the other moral character things that you say you believe as a Christian and still vote for this guy? Because he says he, he supports abortion, or he says he does anything. So, Mama Noise, I come to you. Please tell me, 
your thoughts. How do evangelicals walk this back? Just like Al said, how did it happen? Or can they? Well, you said a couple of questions. So let me be, uh, Uncle Noise has already spoken, so I'll be the cynic this morning. Ah, okay. <laughs> what is going on? Opposite day. <laughs> First of all, I know this may be totally topsy turvy, but um, the, if what if the angelicals are right? Okay, that he was sent, but if, if he was sent, it was because you asked for it. Ah, so you going you're going the uh, my I've always said since the beginning. It reminds me of the biblical text of when God was king. Yeah. The people weren't satisfied. Yeah. The people wanted a king they could see. Yeah. And it wasn't enough to have God as king. So wow. then you say, well, we want one we can see so we can walk and talk to. Okay, well, you know what? You you sat and watched The Apprentice. And you thought all that stuff was real. And if you haven't seen any of his Netflix, the documentaries on him on Netflix. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Uh, I'll be my fault. Sorry, Al. Uh, sorry, buddy. Streaming, streaming services uh, <laughs> that that show the real Donald Trump, then you don't understand. But these people got exactly what they asked for. You wanted somebody. Who, oh, he can come in and change our government. He can uh, take since he did so much for the business world, he can come in and do the same thing for the nation. You got exactly what you asked for. And now, I mean, you, you didn't see the whole picture. You just saw, oh, he looks like he could be able to do this. But can I, can I put a pin on where you said, I want you to finish what you said. But you said, again, you guys are on fire this morning. You said something powerful as well. We got exactly what we asked for. Yeah. And that applies to both sides. Because the the, 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 the the evangelical right said they wanted a king. They got what they asked for. Mm -hmm. The left said, well, we don't necessarily want Hillary, so we'll just sit back and not vote this time. Yeah. And you got what you asked for by not engaging. You and got then, so you made a great point there. I, I just think further is, is the Bible is true and my... Uh, I feel like it, further along in that text, it talks about how when when the king they asked for cut the fool, I'm putting it in my um, in the Kenyatta Spence translation. <laughs> I'm saying that when he cut the fool, when he start turning everything upside down, reaching for women's private parts and and getting on Twitter and just saying everything he grown up to say and running cross seas over there, holding hands with the one guy over uh, um. Uh, I, I'll mess his name up, Jim, Jim, Kim, Jim, or something. You run all across the country acting a fool, got us all looking crazy out in these streets around the world. Now you calling out to God, saying, "God, I know what we had said previously, but look here, now we need you to fix this." So I'm gonna tell you why what you're saying to me is so powerful. Because you see that play out in the Bible over and over and over again. <coughs> the people, Thank you, Jay. North Korea. Excuse me. The people rebel against God. God turns them over. Remember Babylon was in captivity for like 400 years. Mm -hmm. Right? 
So I'm just saying. It, it's over and over again. The people think they know what's best. And we decide we're gonna we know better than God knows. So God says, okay, I'm gonna let you have what you want. And man, this has been the longest four years of our lives, and an even long. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you how long this four years has been. This one year of 2020 felt like four years. Oh God, yeah, yeah. That's how long these four, these total four years have been. It feels like like Donald Trump has been in office eight years. Yeah. And and so you're you 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 are spot on, Mama Noise. I, I'm telling you, it's almost as if God has said, "You're gonna learn today." Yeah, I like that. You gonna learn today, and so then now all your stuff now now you you know you can't even go in the church building. I ain't even gonna let you be in there. You are gonna have to come to me directly. Oh, wow, you can't yeah. roll up on your pastor and say, uh, 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 "Uh, I mean, you, I'm gonna put put you in position where you know you can't leave your house. I'm gonna put you in position where you got to minister to your own kids. I'm gonna put you in position where you got to minister to your own spouse. I mean, oh. it's just it's just. But can I tell you something? I think it is the reset button that we need because we've been lying. We've been lying as a, let me tell you something. Here's where it's going to get real for everybody. I hope everybody's paying attention. Oh. They are not, Donald Trump is not the only one that's been lying over these yeah. past 12 years. Yeah. I've been lying over these past 12 years. What? Trying to act like we're, like we're just in unified unity with one another when we really weren't. Trying to act like we are on the same pages as a church when we're really not. Trying to act like Sunday morning is not the most racist time in, a, in the world every week and week in and week out when it is. <laughs> so I like the fact that God said, now, now y'all have made me mad. Now I'm pissed off. So go ahead, go ahead, dog. You know, uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't see who said it, but he said, uh, uh, "Paul, I needs to pray for Donald Trump's lying town." Oh, it was Jay. Was it Jay? A liar can't pray for a liar. Right. That don't work. So, what you have is, see, thieves and crooks hang together. They roll together, man, and there is no honor there. There's no honor among thieves. So the reality is we're in a situation where you got a clean house, man. You know, you can't just, it won't be enough to get rid of, to get him out of office. You got to get all that other wickedness out of there too. You know, because uh, there's, a, there's a thing. And I love this. My mom used to say this because it was in the Bible. She says, when a man is possessed of demons and he comes along and gets clean, you have to immediately fill that body or that mind with something else that's clean. Because if you don't, more demons come back and realize that, hey, man, this place has been cleaned up. It's nice. And they bring more demons with them. Yeah. And so if you don't, in dealing with this clean house, you're going to forever have it. You know, I'm, I've never been one for murdering a bunch of people and all that. But I do understand why the Bible says when you go in and you take a city, kill everything. That's what he said. He says, don't bring anything home. Don't get any spoils. Don't, nothing. 
because it's all tainted. And it's, so you treat it like a cancer. Everything that has that cancer on it or potentially has that cancer, you get it out. So go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, I want to bring, before you finish, um, I, I want you to get finished, but I want to bring Alan back to his happy place because that's what he asked for. Let me update people on the numbers once again. If you're just tuning into the show today, we want to make sure we update you. We got some amazing numbers overnight. Overnight, and, and if, you, if you've been tracking it like I've been tracking, my wife has been fussing at me like, you got to get some sleep. I know, but I owe the people the truth and, and a breakdown that makes sense so you can up, so everybody can understand what's taking place. So, <clears throat> overnight, here's what's been going on. When we went to bed last night, um, the, uh, President Biden was down in Georgia, but not by much, down in Pennsylvania, but not by much. He was down... When I went to bed, he was down by 18,000. When, when I went to bed, he was down in Georgia by 2,000. When I woke up, he is now up in Georgia by 1,567 with 99% of the precincts already um, reporting, which means that they're pretty close to wrapping this up in Georgia. They're very, 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 very close. Sometime today, they should be done. Uh, there are. Uh, 124,000 mail-in ballots left to count in Pennsylvania, where President, uh, soon-to-be President-elect Joe Biden is up by 9,746 votes and 120,000 mail-in votes. Now, let me give you guys perspective of that real quick. There's a percentage that he has to hit to continue to grow that lead, he being... Uh, President uh, uh, Joe Biden. I like calling him President Biden. That makes me feel good. Uh, but Joe Biden has to hit. He has to hit at least 68% to continue to grow the lead. Consistently, with every report of what's going on in these, these when these counts come in, he's hit somewhere between 75 and 85%, meaning that he's he takes 85% of the votes that are coming in every single time. So it's not anywhere near close is what we're saying. Wow. So the 120,000 that's in Pennsylvania right now, if he takes 80% of that, that means he's going to take about 80, 90,000 or, or 100,000, I'm sorry. He'll take 100,000 of those votes. If he takes 100,000 of those votes, it's over. It's a wrap. And yeah. by the way, they're probably getting close to calling it over anyway because the trend is showing that he's taking 80% every single time. So that while everybody's still being conservative, everybody wants to, especially with the president meltdown yesterday, now everybody's kind of slowed down their projections just a little bit to make sure so that they can't, that he can't come back and say it was a media thing, right? But the reality is, it looks like the the, the uh, see uh, uh, what's what, what's the what's the evil king um, Saul Saul is going down Saul Ooh. is absolutely going down so that's the update again as these things are coming in I will make sure I let you guys know in real time you feel better ah that's good I'll say Wusa so that's good that means he's feeling better now all right. Oh, go back to what you were saying there. I'm sorry. I want to make sure we get that quick update. 
Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I made my point. I think that, um, you know, it's interesting that he didn't want that. I, I, that's what I was going to point out. It was interesting that he didn't want the mail-in or absentee ballots counted, but he himself uses mail-in and absentee ballots. Well, here's what's interesting to me about what you just said, huh? The, the don't get, get a mail-in ballot that he said to his base was his strategy. Yeah. He said to his base, we're not doing mail-in ballots. We're going to show up and we're going to vote and we're going to win these states. Yeah. Yeah. And Democrats were like, okay. Listen, I, 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 I want everybody's vote to count. So don't, I want you to see the humor in this, but I do, I really do mean I want everybody's vote to count. But I was looking at a Fox News thing last night, and there were Republicans that were complaining that they didn't get to vote because the polls closed while they were in line. You get that? Did you get that? I mean, that was your, hey, that was your dumbass leader strategy. The, listen, literally, the polls closed while they were in line. Right. Because yeah. that's what, guess, guess what? And we know, and here's what's ironic about that. We know that based on what happened in the primaries. Remember what happened in Georgia? That was a big controversy back in June. Man, it seemed like that was forever, right? Yeah. But we saw that controversy happen back in June. Okay. So, man, I wish I could. I'm going to mute here real quick. You guys keep talking. But the commissioner of Philadelphia is talking right now. She's giving some information. So y'all talk amongst yourselves while I check out what she's saying. Okay. Well, we, we wanted to see what she was saying, too. But that's all right. Turn it up. Let's see if I can turn it up here. Okay. Thank you, taxpaying citizens of Philadelphia. Can y'all hear that? Yeah. I think it's safe to say that democracy has won. Democracy is beautiful. Uh-oh. We saw Octavius, the statue of Octavius Cotto right on City Hall. He died so that Americans have access to the democratic process. This is Omar Sabir, today, the, Philadelphia, the Philadelphia City Commissioner. have access to democracy. It's a beautiful thing, but we still want everyone to exert patience, ignore a lot of the noise that's going on, allow us to complete the counting process. Black man, by the way. And again, I'd like to thank everyone. I'd also like to thank my beautiful wife at home uh, with my six children while I'm down here doing all the counting. I'd like to say, hi, wife, I love you, and thank you. And right now, I'd like to bring on our council president, Daryl Clark, who's a friend, who's a mentor, and a true leader of Philadelphia. Thank you, Commissioner. Good afternoon, everyone. So... To say this was a tumultuous year would be the understatement of the year. This is Daryl Clark, um, the Philadelphia City Council President. It's a very, very challenging time. But in spite of that, all democracy works. Democracy works. Um, I want to thank the commissioners who were given a short time frame to transition from the traditional in-person voting that Philadelphians are known for to having a mail-in ballot system, they have multiple options. And guys, I just want to say you did a great job. You did a great job. But in all due respect to you, you guys, I want to thank the people that worked. Every time you went by Broad Street or you went by City Hall or you went by 
Delaware and Supreme Court. Right, local leaders in Philadelphia giving an update on what's going on. John, I guess the, the most important information we got from those officials, 40,000 votes uh, remaining to be counted in Philadelphia. Uh, and so you heard from the Bucks County executive we were just talking to, and then these Philadelphia city officials, they're there the finish line. Uh, so they're looking now at ballots, some of them are so-called provisional ballots. You show up, uh, you requested a mail ballot perhaps, or they have your address wrong, and so there's some sort of a mix-up. They say we're not sure you're eligible to vote. You this is CNN giving us their update the on the number that they just heard they through after on sure uh, from the Philadelphia uh, city That they have to look at and see what they can count. So you're at the finish line. This happens in every election. It's getting a lot more attention now, international attention, because you have, let's come back out, that was Philadelphia City, you have in the state that could decide the presidential election, Joe Biden with a 9,746-vote lead in a state where, if you look, more than 6.6 .6 million votes have been cast. So they're getting intense scrutiny, doing the nuts and bolts, the unglamorous work, if you will, of finishing an election count. But you mentioned that. Okay, so, so again... Just to clarify for everybody, there's 40,000 votes left in Philadelphia City that they're trying to, or county, that they're trying to finish up. Amen. Uh, and it's going extremely well. So so let's put that in perspective. If, and I'll just use 80% as the base. If, if uh, Biden stays at that 80% level, that would put him right around, um, I guess, uh, 32,000 votes. So that would add to the total to, to shoot it up to about 41,000 total. Now, that's not what's overall what's remaining, but if he stays at that 81%, and, I, and, I, and if I'm not mistaken, it's higher than that, but, I, I, but I'm, but I'm going to play with the number just a little bit. Uh, it's about 41,000 that he'll be at, but it doesn't look like there's any end in sight to the dominance that is taking place in Philadelphia. So what does that mean? That probably by the midday today or even the early afternoon, we will have a decision in Pennsylvania that will probably lead to President, uh, Joe Biden being the next president, the 46th president of the United States. By the way, I, Jay, I did hear what Omar Sabir said. He said he has six kids, and I had the exact same response that you had. Uh, yeah. I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him. <laughs> he, out here, he out here with his seeds, son. Yeah. All right. So there you go. So this is, again, <clears throat> we're near the finish line. But I, I want to go back to the conversation that we started a minute ago because we, we all recognize the problem. Yeah. But I'm asking you guys, and I'm also asking the noisemaker because I really want to hear your thoughts and your opinions how do we get, where do we start? Does it start with, because um, also, let me also say this, because this is important. Georgia is probably headed toward some measure of a runoff. Oh, yeah. Okay? In both Senate seats. It looks like it is. So if that happens, and... Because right now it looks like the Dem uh, the Democrats are at forty eight or forty nine or about to be at forty nine um, on the seats that they have officially. If that's the case, and this gets to fifty fifty or 50, now if it gets to fifty one forty nine, then there's nothing to talk about. The majority's in the Senate, the majority's in the House. Uh, President Biden will have a reasonably good time in his first 18 months 
of being president of the United States. Right. But if it gets to 50-50, I'm going to say this. I think we got the right person in the seat for this time. Because this does not, this moment in time is going to require a politician. Here's the reality I want our noisemakers to get to very quickly. Okay? There is going to be a measure of negotiation that is going to take place. My daughter handed me halls. Thank you. Um, I probably need these halls. That's your producer handing you halls, right? That's my producer handing you halls. I appreciate that. Um, There's going to be a measure of negotiation that's going to have to take place in the Congress to make sure things get done. That's just how it's going to have to be. And we need somebody who has relationships to be sitting at the table to have reasonable conversations. So that, in that regard, that's where I think uh, President Biden is a good pick for this moment because he has really good relationships, long-standing relationships. And here's the other part. I believe Republican politician got a very staunch wake-up call during this time. And here's what it is. We haven't had a chance to talk about this on this show yet, but I'm going to bring it out now. Trump has 68 million votes. Mm -hmm. You know what that means? He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. They're already, he's already talking about, or there are already rumors that he's going to try to, he's going to try to run again in 2024, which is the Republican nightmare. Nobody wants that. The only way they can keep that from happening is if there is some give and take during these next four years where Republicans can get some of the things they want, Democrats can get some of the things they want. Here's what I think you're about to see in a, in a, in a Joe Biden presidency. You're going to see a lot of Bill Clinton. Hmm. Strong negotiations, key negotiations, key legislations. We're going to get some stuff. We're going to lose some stuff. But I think Joe Biden is going to do his very best to make sure that we don't lose the key stuff. By the way, an update, since we've been sitting here, the lead in Pennsylvania has now grown from 9,000 to 12,000, 390. So it continues to grow as we sit here right now. But what are your thoughts to what I just said, guys? Well, the, the first thing is I, I, I got to say this, and I, you know, if I step on anybody's feelings, I apologize in advance. But I hope he doesn't do a whole lot of negotiating in the first 18 months. I hope he does exactly what Trump did for four years. I hope within the first 18 months, he ramrods every program, every process, especially if you've got the majorities on all on all three sides, the Senate, the House, and, of course, the presidency. I hope they ramrod their agendas. Because if you don't, what we've seen proof of is, yeah, Trump might not be going away, or she might be gone for that, 18 months or even four years, but McConnell ain't going nowhere. And McConnell has always made it a point to not uh, work with anybody. His whole agenda for the Republicans under Obama was to say no to everything, to tr- first of all, to try to make him a one-term president, 
And then secondly, to deny, deny, deny any type of negotiations whatsoever. So, you know, I hope that within the first 18 months, they push their policies, push their agendas, get everything done that you can possibly get done, and then start looking across the aisle in the second half of that term, depending on who is in or out of the Senate and the House. I was gonna say, it all depends on who's in the Senate. If the seats fall 50-50, you're almost at a point where you have to negotiate. But if the majority happens, Punk, you're 100% right, all bets are off at that point. Yeah. All bets are off at that point. So, uh, here's, here's some thoughts from the noisemakers. Uh, Renee and Lucretia Ramos said, I had a conversation with my pastor about where do we go from here? My response was, Bishop, continue doing what we've been doing, helping people be loyal and honest, preach the truth, spread love, have a heart for all people that does not change based on who's in office. Uh, Ron said, let them run in 2024. It'll be Trump versus Harris. <laughs> um, Jay says, acknowledgement and acceptance of our difference, that we must work together. Partisan behavior has gotten us to this point of, of party before country. And then uh, uh, Renee says again, our mission and agenda has remained the same, fairness and justice for all. Mama Noyes, what are your thoughts on all of that? Wow. Um, wow, usually I'm not one that's speechless. Um, I think you said a question a little while back and said, um, like where, where does it's the healing? How do, how do we heal? How do we heal? Um, I think we need to start one day at a time. Um, I don't think that you could just be sworn into office and then just start going left, right, left, right, left, right, left. Not saying there didn't, there's not work to be done. There is work to be done, but I am saying take it one day at a time because you got a whole lot of ground to cover. There's a whole lot of stuff that's been going on, a whole lot of things you got to try to fix. And healing is a process. Even when you scratch yourself with a you know paper cut, uh, the skin is open, but uh, the healing for it to come back together takes time. It doesn't just say be healed right there at that moment. <laughs> yeah. and, and Evangelicals, Evangelicals do. I'm just saying that the, the truth is that healing takes time, and so we we're asking God. Matter of fact, that's been the prayer I've been seeing a lot of people putting through the no, the news feed regarding um, the scripture about Lord heal the land. Well, be clear, you're asking God to heal the land. That is a process. Look at the state of what our land is in right now. It's in total confusion. But for peace, you know, for peace and healing and stuff to go forth. It's gotta take some time, and at least we now starting with somebody that's that wants peace, that wants to see healing of the land. Well, well let me say that's, that's go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Healing of the land is that that's is one thing to pray for, but the scripture is very clear. If my people who are called by my name took the words right out of my mouth, would humble themselves 
that seek my face turn from their wicked ways. Yes. That's see, that's the thing, is like there's a turning that has to take place, there's a repentance that has to take place that has not taken place. And so healing can't take place until, until we do every part of that mandate, every part of what that what that scripture says. Which takes time. Yes. Even if they all said, I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna turn right now. I'm gonna uh, uh, turn from my wicked ways. I'm gonna do it all right now. It's still going to take some time, but at least you have a heart to repent. I have a heart to want to change and I have a heart to turn. But that's the part that I struggle with, with this whole thing. I'll be perfectly candid with everybody. Okay. I was, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. That scripture says, if my people are called by my name, would humble themselves. Uh -huh. I don't know if we have, and by we, I mean, uh, across political lines, across evangelical lines, do we have the capacity for the humility that it takes to get to that place for healing to begin? Well, That's the real challenge that I see because we've all got to say, you know, again, I go back to South Africa. For South Africa to have healed the way that they did took a massive amount of humility from the people that led the oppression in the first place. They had to come and, be, and, and take ownership and complicity to what they did and what their generations did. And they did that. They said, we have wronged the people of Africa for generations, and we've oppressed Africans, black people in this country for generations. And we want to sit down with Mandela. We want to sit down with Desmond Tutu. We want to sit down with Oba uh, Peter Bapa. We want to sit down with this group and make things right. Is the church ready to re sit down and make things right? Because yesterday, Paula White wasn't trying to make things right. She was calling on the angels of Africa to bring President Trump the election. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It takes a humility and, and, and a recognition, an honest recognition of the egregious act that has been taking place. Well, we have the capacity to, to do that is the question. That's just it. The church is, until, until we become we, instead of we as I, it ain't gonna happen. The church, the church is as selfish and as greedy and as I-based as it's ever been, if not more. You know, the whole thing is about me, 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 my, my, my. And when you look at Africa, it became a we state. It became a state that it was, you know, yes. we were wrong. I include myself in the we. That, we're not there. I like what Ron said, the baby boom generation still runs the country. You have to change and heal that generation first. Well, that's very true because, listen, let's be honest. Uh, you know, it's funny. This is just to bring a little levity to the conversation. Every time they put up the uh, the pictures of both, um, both candidates, I just say, man, these are really two old white men. Like, they are old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just really funny. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the TV because I need you guys to hear this. This is the um, 
County Clerk in Nevada. He is talking about where they are in the process. I want you guys to hear this as well. Okay. Today, Joe Gloria. Instead of the 51. However, the universe of ballots that I communicated yesterday is still accurate. The only thing you need to do is take it down approximately 20,500 from the 51 to the 30,000. But the 63,000 ballots that I reported yesterday are in the state, in the system in various stages. So those will still expect it to be report, reported. Beginning today, we will begin to re report our results two times a day. So you've already seen the update for this morning. In the afternoon, we will be putting up a fresh report on the mail ballots that have been read into the system sometime before 4 o'clock. We're required to report to the Secretary of State first. Once they've met, uh, indicated to us that they've received it and it's verified, we'll be able to post on our end. So rather than give you a specific time, I'll just tell you that it will be sometime before 4 p.m. And I'm now, sure he's saying 4 p.m. Pacific time. We still have the provisional ballots. All of our laptops from Election Day have been downloaded. So all of that information is available to my staff. Today we will start in earnest reviewing provisional ballots. There are 60,000 of those to go through um, in, in various categories. Now, I want to remind you that we have to coordinate with the Secretary of State because, again, we are not a top-down registration state. We work from the bottom up. So all 17 counties have to report to the secretary. They still have not given me the instructions. I know that they're on the way. But at some point, they'll let us know when to send our report up, and that will be the tool that they use to match against the other 16 counties in Nevada to make sure that nobody's duplicated a vote in one county to the next because we want to prevent that. Once we do that, we can begin to release the provisional ballots into count. However, that won't happen until the Secretary of State verifies that report. A reminder that the ID required voters, their deadline is today at 5 p.m. For those who are required to provide an ID, that has to be sent to us by 5 p.m. today. We have a cure line available at 702-455-6552, but we have staff available to assist those individuals was getting that into us. The U.S. mail update for this morning, we received 241 ballots in today's mail that will be added to that number that I'm calling my, my universe of ballots to be counted. Uh, it's looking pretty clear that the number of ballots is going to continue to go down. However, I wanted to ensure the general public, we've been working very close with our regional supervisor at the U.S. Postal Service, and they're doing an excellent job of reviewing all of the post stations here in Clark County. In fact, they have been sweeping regularly more than once on a daily basis. And if they identify anything that needs to be delivered to the office, they get it to our office within three to four hours. It doesn't even go to the process of uh, having it set up for us to pick up. They're physically delivering those. So we appreciate their effort. Uh, they're making sure, just as we are, that we're counting every ballot that's eligible to be counted. So our thanks to the U.S. Postal Service locally. That's the same U.S. Postal Service that he tried to shut down. They have until the 12th of November to cure that. My staff will not leave this facility until we've counted all of those ballots that have been identified as curable. 
AB4 was very clear in the legislative legislative special session that we have to have all ballots counted by November 12th. And with that, I'll open it up for questions. Remember. Okay, so that's that's a great update by Nevada. Um, I don't understand, like Ron, what's taking so long? I mean, it's not like Las Vegas is open. Um, <laughs> you, what is the slow? What is going on in Nevada? They need some help. Get some. There's some uh, there's some memes on Facebook that said two things. If you let the strippers count, they uh, they busy. The prostitutes are busy. If right the strippers now. count the, the the votes. It'd have been done over with because they be. They be <laughs> oh yeah, singles. they count. Yeah, they got yeah. I they get know. to them singles, and then number two, they said, oh, if you let uh, the church business office uh, count them ballots. It have been on. It have been on. Listen, I've been in some churches where, uh, you know, I put a check in. This is this is dating myself, but I put a check in or or my credit card information on the envelope, and before I got to the car, it was debited out of my account. <laughs> yep. So you're correct, madam. <laughs> yeah, they got the wrong people counting them ballots. You yeah, you gotta get the right people counting these ballots, man. Just you should see the meme too. The meme got the is the stripper. She got she got. The, she counting them singles like it is run out of style. Strippers account. Shout out to strippers. <laughs> they get with it. It's listen. I, I really appreciate one of the things I appreciate what's going on right now, and and I, and they're being forced to do this, and I understand why, because their integrity is being called into question by literally the president of the United States. But um, I like the fact that all of the uh, county clerks are stepping forward and they're saying, listen, what you're not going to do is blame us for you losing. We're yep. doing things the right way. It's 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 only up and up. The American people, calm down. Stop worrying. Everything's going to be what it's supposed to be. Now, your candidate may not win, but at least you know we did it the right way. And that's, that's the way it should be. Um, um, we're, we're, we're at a weird crossroads right now uh -huh. because the world has changed dramatically uh, over, this, over this, these past 10 months, 11 months. And now we, I, don't know, I don't know what tomorrow looks like as far as all this is concerned. But I do have hope that we're going to fix a lot of things that have been broken for so long. And that includes the church. That includes the political process. That includes politics as a whole. That includes the justice system. I believe that shows like this, who are outspoken and, and, and very vigilant in trying to push for change, I think this is where it all starts. So I'm appreciative of the reset button that we're getting. Mm. And I agree with uh, Renee. Shout out to the poll workers because they are, listen, these this year's poll workers, they are the MVPs because, man, they are getting it. This has been the hardest year ever to be a poll worker. Yeah. 150 million votes. And by the way, probably 90 or, or they said 90 million people voted early. So that probably means that 50 million of those were mail-in ballots and they handling it. That's crazy. So you got to give a shout out to the uh to the uh the poll workers, I agree with you on that one. But uh, 
Do you have any hope that the things are going to get better? I do. I really do. But it's going to be slow, like Ms. Noy said. Depends on what you call better. You know, there, no matter what, listen, no matter what happens, there's going to be one side that's not going to be happy. And no matter how this ends up, there's going to be one side that's crying that, you know, something was foul or this was unfair or this was wrong. And so there's a, the, the, the real thing you can hope for is that you can ultimately change the outlook from person to person yeah. over time. That's the real thing. It's from person person. I, I've got people that, you know, as you know, it's funny. Here's the thing. I, I was in a, um, we call them transaction meetings. Uh, and so I was with a bunch of guys the other day that were, and some of these guys hated uh, President Obama. And obviously they voted for Trump. But in this these transaction meetings, one of the guys said, you know, man, um, I got to apologize. He said, I hated Obama. And he said, I'll be honest, I don't know why I hated him so much. So yeah. I really don't know. He said, I, I knew that well, everything I was hearing was that he was bad for the country. Everything that I was hearing was that he wasn't a good leader. But he said, but when I consider everywhere I heard that, and then what we got based on where I heard that, I realized he was a damn good president. This came from a guy who hated him for eight years. Wow. So, but it also came about because of his meeting with people like me. Because over the last six years, we've been getting together at these meetings and, and I've been just telling them the truth as I saw. So the reality is you're gonna have people, first of all, there's always gonna be an element he said, I hated George Bush. Real talk. Listen, I apologize profusely and as many times as I can to, to George Bush Jr. My bad, dog. I had y'all pegged wrong. I clearly did not understand the definition of evil. So I apologize. You're my guy now. And I think George Bush's thing wasn't as much evil as it was ignorance. Right. You know, he he just, he got a lot of blame for a lot of things he did not do, actually, first of all. Right. It was McConnell and people like that. But also, he just wasn't aware of a lot of stuff that was going on. You know, one of the things I love that George Bush did was when, when Obama became, when President Obama went into office, at least four occasions that I saw George Bush, they offered, they tried to make him be critical of President Obama. And every time he says, I'm not going to do that. I didn't like it when it was done to me, and I'm not going to do it to him. Well, I'll even take a step further. Huh? He became one of the chief sounding boards for President Obama. And, and that's why their relationship, uh, the Obamas and the Bushes' relationship to this day is so uh, dynamic because, man, this guy, and, and, and it's, it's you know, it's funny because I don't think, People understand in, in a normal circumstance mm -hmm. just how difficult the office really is. Not right. Trump, not counting Trump, because that, that's a whole nother conversation. But I don't think people understand just how difficult the office is. It is an incredibly 
massive responsibility when done right. Yeah. And and President Bush, you know, just like Jay said, he showed class and he still does to that office. I agree 100%. But see, that's the amazing thing when you think, you, when Bush left the office, he, whether you agree agreed with him or not, you went, you know, he did his term. He, he held on to what he believed. Yeah. And he didn't embarrass the country. Right. And right. With, with President Obama, his deepest scandals was that he wore a beige suit one night. Right. Or that, he, like beige suit. Or that he didn't wear a, a flag pin one time. Or that a soldier, listen, if your scandal is that a soldier held a damn umbrella over you in the raid, that's your scandal. Bruh. You're pretty good. You're almost a, the idea of a Boy Scout. You're almost a Boy Scout. You may as well be. Yeah, you know, because that's all they could find with this guy. Yeah. You know, he didn't leave with uh, uh, millions of dollars and missing money and the misappropriated funds and affairs in the office and all this other stuff. You know, he his scandals were like they were desperate to get something on him. So it was stuff like that. He did. He, I remember one depiction he had on, which to me was he was looking fly. He had on a brown suit with blue shoes. Brown and blue go together. You know, right. if you if you know how to dress. I mean, the black community—that's how we roll. Yeah. Now I don't know. You know, the whites may not do it that way. He was yeah. casket shot. I understand. <laughs> Man, if you know how to dress, they, it works. Now I, I wouldn't wear no clown shoes or nothing like that. But the point right. is. That was their scandal, how he was dressing. Wow. Yeah. So, and then you look at this guy, and every day is something. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing going forward, because here's the thing that we need to warn everybody about. With the end of this election, we're not out of the woods. No. We got a long way to go, man. And point. there's going to be a lot of angry people acting out on just anger, baseless anger. His cigarette on, out on the lawn. Okay. Right, right, right. Wow. Yeah. Baseless anger. I got a, I got a, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but I got a warning the other day from somebody I really trust who doesn't yeah. send me frivolous texts. He doesn't send me stuff through Facebook or none of that. And and every time he sent me something, it, it was completely legit. Right. And he said, and I quote, be aware and be on be aware that there are entities and parties that are planning to capture and torture and hang black men. Yeah. And it's part of a initiation into Klan, Aryan Nation, and some of these other organizations. And I sent that out to yeah. several people because I don't get those. Nobody, people, most people know me. Don't send me junk. They don't send me. You saw. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said that to say, be aware be, you know, to, to everybody. This is the beginning of the storm. We're not in. We're not in the middle. We're not in the eye. This is the beginning of the storm. So it's going to get one. It's going to get. It's going to get. With Alan said he got it. So, you know, be careful. Now's the time to watch where you're going. If ever you would, you know, because it's it's getting ready to get deep, man. 
Well, let me just throw a couple of things out and then we'll do our brother did you see segment here. Uh, Joe Biden is going to speak tonight at some point. So we'll be all ears on that to see what the soon to be. Hopefully by that point, he will be the president elect. Uh, we'll be able to really, really celebrate, take a really nice spin on uncorked wine on that one. Um, um, <laughs> Jay is hostile today. I wish it would. Okay. <laughs> Um, Jay already ready to go to war. Um, but yeah, that should happen tonight. So we'll all be looking out for that. Uh, but yeah, th there's a, I want to address something that came up yesterday in our conversation. Uh, Pastor Carl Lentz did come out on Twitter yesterday and he said, I cheated. I cheated mm -hmm. on my wife. Here's what his statement. He said, I was unfaithful in my marriage, the most important relationship in my life and held accountable for that. This is failures on me and me alone. I take full responsibility for my actions. I now begin a journey of rebuilding trust with my wife, Laura, and my children and taking real time to work on and heal my own life and seek out the help that I need. So that's his uh, statement that he put out on uh, Instagram yesterday. Do y'all Did y'all need him to say that? <laughs> Did I need him to say that? Did you need him to say that publicly because he's a celebrity pastor? Heck no, I did not. Listen, man, I'm I'm a, I'm of this. The only reason that I would ever require anything like that is if somebody's throwing something at me that says, you know, uh, we're full of of, of retribution and we're full of. Uh, we, you know, we forgive and we constantly rebuild and all that. And then I'm watching how you treat somebody. You know, I, I might need that for that, but I don't need, you know, when they said moral uh, failure, I knew then, it, you know, what right. else would it be? Right. Mama Noise, I want you to, you want, I want you to speak on this from the, and I, I hate saying the female perspective, but I mean, I guess that's the perspective I'm asking you to do. Because to me, well, this is going to sound really rough, and, and everybody brace yourself. This is a misogynistic way to handle a problem. Yeah. It really is, because this man has a wife and two daughters and a son. This problem shows no regard, or this solution shows no regard for them. Because Pastor Lutz, or Lutz, I don't know why I keep calling him Lutz. Maybe because that's, that's just a that's a Freudian slip, maybe. Yeah. But Pastor Lutz, he's done what he's gonna do. But guess who's gotta now walk into the to the to the, yeah. the hair salon or the nail shop or go sure. shopping and have them wear the scarlet letter on her head as well. Yeah. Why couldn't it, this and that's my problem with the whole thing? They are the ones paying the price. It ain't him. They're gonna pay the price. So, I'm just which, which points to something you said yesterday. Why even say anything about this? Why would you post that? Why would you even put it out there? Just say the guy's no longer here. People speculate. Let them speculate. What business is it up there? Right. Okay, I'm sorry, Mama Noise. Go ahead. We're supposed to be letting you respond. <laughs> how do you feel as a woman in this situation? Well. um, Sadly, that seems to be the norm. That the main concern is uh, 
the husband who is in the spotlight and uh, him coming out saying whatever it is need to be said or not. And then when they try to keep it, but then, you know, to the other point is when they try to keep it, you know, a lid on it and try to work it out internally, then it's somebody that, you know, not trying to throw shade, but with the John Gray situation, they tried to keep a lid on that situation. And then first lady shows up with a, what was it? A Porsche truck? A, 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 well, he bought it to her and then gave it to her in front of the congregation. Okay. And <laughs> she's never gotten gifts like this publicly before. So then it was like, it, it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that he's trying to make up for something that he done. And, and then if you do try to keep a lid on it, where you say, okay, we're going to keep it in the, you know, uh, uh, between the pastor and the family and so try to work it out. Then it's the person who you committed the offense per se with that wants to come out and make a, have a press conference or wants to come out with a book or wants to go to TMZ, which is now the go-to place that they'll just give you $5,000 off the cuff. If you just tell them, I'll give you some inside stuff that you, you know, that none of the media has. You know, I'll tell you, I got the text messages that he, because that was the thing with uh, Pastor Gray, was it? The chick was like, I got the text messages. I got, you know, all this intricate, you know, information and just put it all out there. So it's like, you know, it's 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 almost like, dare I say, the, like the cost of fame, if you will, that the family is a part of it. You know, they don't, you know, they're not as far ahead in the uh, limelight as the actual, uh, you know, the pastor or the star or whoever, like somebody mentioned Kobe Bryant or whatever. But, you know, people don't think about the whole family is going to be affected by this. <coughs> I'm writing down the new numbers. So y'all keep talking. So, I mean, that was, that was kind of scary. I, I heard the thing about the John Gray thing and was like, Oh wow. You know, Oh snap. But then when it was like, well, now look, here comes the, uh, you're right, Jay. Everything's done in the dark. We'll come to the light because when she rolled up with that expensive truck, folk was like, wait a minute, this church has been on online talking about we need money, donations, and this boy going to go out and, and buy this uberly expensive vehicle for his wife. And then when they asked him about it, he's going to try to say it was book sales. Like, that's how I came up with the money to buy this super expensive truck. But, but here, here's what's happening, though, with John Gray. John Gray is a great example of what you're saying, Mama Noise. But the blacks are vis eviscerating his wife. They're saying, you're a fool. Why you got this man cheating on you on a regular basis? And you look crazy. And I'm saying, she ain't even do nothing wrong. And they killing her on Twitter. They killing her on Instagram. She didn't, she's done nothing wrong. But she came up, but then, but see, then they go ahead and then they have like a press conference. And then he sits up there and says all this stuff. And, 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 and she keeps the game face on or whatever. Like, you know, he gave this to me just because he wanted to do this for me. And it's like, it's like they want to see a woman. They want to see the wife. They want to see her go into flip mode and say, I told you. It's like they want to see a, a a response from the wife in these situations. Uh, Pastor Lentz, uh, uh, John Gray, uh, or whoever it is, they want to see a reaction from them. But 
as women in the church, we've always been taught to just sit there with your poker face on and support, support, support. Here's, listen, here's what I was told by a great, one of the greatest men I've ever known in my life was a black pastor in Louisville. He pastored for over 50 years. He said something to me one day. He said, listen, man, if you before you get married, he said, I want you to hear me and hear me well. He had been married about 40 years at that point. No, about, yeah, about 40 years at that point. He said, I want you to hear me, hear me well. He said, you shouldn't get married if there's anything that ever happens with your wife and you that you can't keep between the two of them. If you know that now, if you know now that there's there's things that you cannot keep between you and your wife, don't get married. Because the problem is going to be this. The church, and he was speaking to me as a, as a pastor at that point, the church builds you up specifically to tear you down. That's their whole job. And you, your wife, your family, it doesn't matter. Once they build you up, they're going to be looking to tear you down. And it doesn't matter at, at whose expense. So if you guys have an issue and you cannot get it resolved, and you know now, then don't get married because you're setting yourself up for failure. That Listen, I would, I would expand that, that wisdom to the world. The world will tear, the world will celebrate. The, I think it was the prophetess Lauren Hill that said they'll hail you and nail you no matter who you are. <laughs> and that's the truth. Because think about this. When Lauren released that album, oh my gosh, the greatest album of all time, greatest hip-hop album. Oh, she's amazing. And now, man, Lauren Hill always late. She can't come. She's a, she sucks. She's this, that, and the other. That's that's the reality. But my thing about this whole thing with this, why I love what the pastor told you. Y'all got to be able to work this out right. together. Right. Together. Because it ain't about everybody else. It's about, because when I saw his Instagram picture and I saw his wife, and by the way, beautiful woman. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm looking at his daughters, beautiful daughters. That was where my concern went. Because I'm thinking, man, he got a lot of healing to do. You know, I think, had made it the theme of the show, healing. I keep thinking of like Uncle Noy said, there needs to be before you get married, there needs to be it's sort of like uh, 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 when you go to a lawyer. When you go to the lawyer and you discuss anything you want to discuss, first thing he's ready to claim is uh, uh, client, uh, lawyer, attorney-client privilege, attorney-client uh, uh, confidentiality. Right. So as a husband and a wife from the beginning, whatever it is, that, it's like the old saying of whatever happens in this house stays in this house. Whatever happens in this marriage stays in this marriage where now, you know, if that person's beating on you, you know, or, uh, you know, causing you uh, suicidal. I mean, there are just a few things that you say, OK, now, wait a minute. But the majority of the things that go on in your marriage should stay in the house, in the marriage. It shouldn't be something that's for everybody and their mama to um, to know about. And then they're going to come to their own conclusions and they don't even know all the facts. Well, see, that's the, that's the issue. The marriage is much like a country, like you said, Lloyd. Because here's what happens in a marriage 
if you have a problem with your wife. If you go tell your friend, your friend now has a problem with your wife. Now you go and you reconcile with your wife. It's over. But your friend is still carrying that. Your friend is still, still he's still mad at your wife. Yeah. It ain't going to change. It ain't, ain't going to change. So that's the same thing with our country. We've had all this stuff to where, listen, uh, and, and man, listen, this has probably, in my, I, don't, I couldn't think of a more rotten person to have as a president than what we've had in the last four years. Right. But one thing I can say for sure, there's a whole lot of things about him that I didn't, I wish I hadn't heard. I, I wish I didn't, wasn't privy to, I wish I hadn't heard him because right. I already knew he was a bad person. I don't need, you don't need to add to that. To me, if you're rotten, you're rotten. I don't need to know the level of your depravity. I don't need to know how much many skeletons are in your closet. I don't need, you know, because all that does for me is make me go, damn, I can't trust the process. You mean you knew all of this stuff coming in and you still voted for him? You knew all this stuff coming in and you still stood with him? You know, somebody like Paula White, man, listen, I, I, I would love to think that she hears from God. But how is it that you, what you're hearing from God is so off from everybody else? How is that possible? So I'm 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 just you know can I, oh, can I can I take what you just said and expand on that? Because here's the other reality of this. And I'm not certainly not giving Donald Trump a pass. That's not what I'm gonna do. Yeah. But speaking speak specifically about the story we just talked about, Pastor Carl Lentz. Here's my biggest problem with what is happening with him. We are vilifying this man as if we all don't have our own ish. Boom. Now, if we're going to dive off into people's ish, let's dive off into everybody's ish. Yeah. Because if we all clean, then okay. But if we all stand there with a stone ready to throw it at him, okay, whoever got no sin, knock him out. Now, I know what some, I know what some of y'all thinking. Yeah, but it's different. How? But, but, you just, but you just hit the nail on the head, whether you realize it or not. You just literally hit the nail on the head. We are selective in our sin. Come on, sir. We are so no, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do this. But you, homosexuality, we are selective. You just hit the nail on the head. That's our country. And I got another news for it. Since we're pulling the scab off, let's just pull it off. Let me just tell y'all something. Because here's the reality of that circumstance. I guarantee there were people that knew that Pastor Lynch was doing this for a while. Yeah. The only reason it's out now is because it affects the bottom line in some way. They, they This time it came out because they couldn't cover it. They know, people know, man. Yeah. People knew Eddie Long was doing ish. Yeah. But this time they couldn't cover it. They couldn't. Keep that's it. why it's out. They couldn't keep them boys quiet. They couldn't keep them quiet. They couldn't keep Kathleen's stuff quiet this time. And that's why it's out. Because trust me, this ain't the first time or the ninth time. Yeah. Y'all don't get me started. 
<laughs> okay, we got some other news. Um, by the way, Pennsylvania has now gone up from 9,000 to 13,000. Just like that. All right. I want to send my love, prayers, and, and, and thoughts to Al Roker uh, today. Uh, he announced this morning on the Today Show that he has prostate cancer. Um, I think he's had, I could be wrong. I don't want to put this out there, but I know, I, I want to say he's had it before, but I don't want to say, I, I don't want to say definitively that that's true, but I do want to send out thoughts and prayers to him this morning. Um, tough, tough scenario, but Al's, Al's a fighter. And so I, sh I send my love and condolences to the frat. God bless you, brother. We appreciate you. We're praying for you. Mm -hmm. So I want to send it out to him. And I want to end on an incredibly high note. Oh, I hope everybody's ready for what I'm about to say. Uh, we already got great news that the President Biden is on his way. But I want to end on an even higher note than that. Come on with it. Are you guys ready for breaking news? We're ready. Today, Swiss Beats announced <laughs> okay. the next versus battle is, is in and they're finalizing the next versus battle, and it could be the biggest battle we've ever seen. Uh oh. Especially if you're a hip hop head. Are you ready? Outcast versus a tribe called Quest. Wow. Let me just tell you on a personal note, that's the battle for me. Because those are my two top favorite groups of all time. Yeah. I will be as giddy as a schoolgirl that night. <laughs> wow. Wow. Outcast versus a tribe called Quest. It, as a hip hop fan, I don't know if it gets any better. See, I'm, see I'm, I, 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 I wasn't as into a tribe as I was Wu Tang. Oh, Wu Tang. Oh, okay. I was okay. not hard with Outcast. Yeah. But I was Wu Tang all day. Yeah. So that was the one I kind of wanted to see. I mean, this is big. Don't get me wrong. This is yeah. Cute. See, but I'm a tribe dude. I love tribe. Like, yeah, I still remember remember 1994 when uh, Award and Tour, the album uh, Electric Relaxation came out, and me and my homies rode around all summer long bumping Award and Tour. Because that, that was. Mahaba, my man. We just love that album so much. And but even uh uh people's rhyming this, I mean just Tribe is just that group. But Outcast is my all-time favorite group. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't I'm torn because this is going to be just a, a night of pure brilliance for me. And if they're gonna be in the same building too, oh wow. And, and, Dre gets to pull on his own album, and Big Boy gets to pull on his own albums. That's a that's a serious catalog. See, I was I was going to better for me. See, I was I was thought I was hoping you were going to do the R and B one, man. That was going to yeah. be be uh 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 and and Lionel Richie. I, they, well, they, listen, they keep saying they keep saying this is going to be the biggest season, which is I still don't understand how they got the season, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, they keep saying it's going to be the biggest season of verses ever. Look at JJ saying, what about the Wine and Verse Commission? I love that. Now, I would love that too. For me as a gospel artist, 
That's a massive one for me, too. I'm here for all of that. Um, but man, Outcast and Tribe Call Quest. I love it. I absolutely love it. Ron said, at least you got your popcorn. Oh man. Oh man. I may have my popcorn lined up that night and just be putting like from each one. So we're doing displays now. Is that what we're doing? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, hey. I'm going to be on all of them. Nobody can beat Uncle Noise's display of the big I'm, drum. I'm trying to tell you. That he had the drum tin. Ooh, uh, that'd be a good one too, Ron. That'd be a good one too. Don't be talking about my Ron Hasley. Charlie, the gal band. Oh. Yeah, that would be the and the gal band. That would be a. Wow. I'm with that too. <laughs> I'm with that too. <laughs> I said, are you going to start with the 10? I'm just saying. <laughs> that kid got us in a lot of trouble yesterday. It was, it was, it was rough. Hey, I'm and I'm getting ready to give you a bigger one. <laughs> I'm getting ready to tell And then Al B going to be uh, on on site uh, ground reporting. All I know is Al better take a truck. If he's if he's trying to come at me, he better take a truck or a trailer. Yeah. Well, listen, I can't wait to see what Al comes back with on yeah. tomorrow night. Because I because Al is if I'm not mistaken, Al is in route. He's headed up there today. They're supposed to be there five o'clock, right? That's and right. So Al is still going there today. Uncourt wine gonna be off the chain tomorrow. No, like, I just cannot wait morning. to see. Oh, he's going up in the morning. They going in the morning. Oh, he's going in the morning. Okay, okay. but but still. Uncork wine gonna be off the chain. So y'all don't want to miss Uncork wine tomorrow night just to see what Al comes back with. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm telling you. Go ahead, go ahead, baby. Every time I think about the recipes, the recipes of popcorn, the com the combining <laughs> of them to create something else. I keep thinking about Uncle Noise with the uh coconut curry when I love coconut. Oh god, yeah. So much. I'm gonna have to put that one. Yeah, that's the sad thing is it promotes gluttony because <laughs> I literally, you know, and I was I, I, had, I had to repent about it because I literally ate that whole bag. Let me, like, tell, you like, Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I've already reconciled that in my heart. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. For me, the popcorn world is like communion. It's just me taking his offering that I remember. <laughs> Oh my! Well, maybe that's maybe that's the problem. You remember it too often. You know? I know. It said, "Do this in remembrance." I'm remembering. I'm remembering. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Wow! I want to remember quite a bit. I'm just telling you in advance right now, guys. I listen. I think the reason why we're having such a good time today is because our nation is in a good place. And I think we're about to see some beautiful stuff go down today. Um, just stay tuned on the Noisemaker page. Uh, hopefully, we will have a celebration of monumental portions tomorrow night on Uncorked Wine at 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they are working, like, feverishly. Uh, this I don't even know where this is. Is this Pennsylvania? What's George's number? This is, this is Allegheny County in Pittsburgh. So they're they're trying to get this thing wrapped up as quick as possible. Uh, George is still looking really good. Uh, the count is still at like I think fifteen hundred was the last. 
but they're wrapping up the, the but Georgia didn't have that many more left. So okay. they're trying, I think they only had like 20 or 30,000 left, period. But they're okay. all falling toward uh soon to be President Biden. So at In some the day, I think we're gonna hear the announcement, guys. Before is Nevada the same way? Say it again. Is Nevada the same? Uh well, yes. Yes, uh, we'll know today at probably our time six, but um, yeah, Nevada doesn't look any different because the lead doubled at the first. Uh, well, because all the votes are coming out of Las Vegas, right? And obviously, that's a Democratic city. So uh, and Vegas is pretty pissed right now. If you if you want, if you just want to know the truth, Vegas is pretty pissed because Vegas, Vegas had to shut down because of COVID. Oh yeah. So imagine how happy they are right now. You know, I just realized something. Yes, ma'am. We ate all our popcorn, and everybody that was watching us eat the popcorn last week is going to have their popcorn I know, man. I know. for tomorrow's Uncorked Wine, and now we're going to be watching them eat the popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, look, see, look at Uncle Noy. LaVan. <laughs> That's what I said. Y'all rubbed it in my face for like two <laughs> But you came back with the mega bag. The man, if you're listening, help. <laughs> <laughs> I have one, right? <laughs> hey, and I will be, and I will be eating. Uh, 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 I've got this. Uh, oh, the, I've got the caramel with the. What does I have? Oh, caramel. I'm gonna be eating that. On a soul church, I'm gonna be sharing it with my guests. So you're gonna double down on us? You're gonna do the oh, hard work wine and hey, gotta do what you gotta do, man. You know, this might be my first Sunday to miss Soul Church. I'll be honest with you. What you is know? happening? I mean, that's the, your word stings, sir. <laughs> the, the word the you word know. they never know. Especially, just, he got that. I'm a man over. Take my, take my whooping. I'll take it. I'll take it. Whatever. Like I said, y'all was, y'all was flying. You're right. You're right. right. me for two weeks straight. Flying. You're right. Straight out flying. I, I was like, man, I, I felt like the ruler, the uh, your boy who got caught hiding in the in the hole over in uh, in uh, in Iran or somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, but I'm the leader. But I, but I'm the king. You know what I'm saying? No. Y'all didn't have no mercy on the brother. No, no ever. Eating all in my face. When your girl said I was finna go pop me some pop secret just so I could have something to be eating at the same time. Listen, hey, that's why I went and got the cheese duos. That's exactly why. If you remember, I went and I said, well, I gotta do something. So, you know, I had to come with it. But see, for those that are watching, just in case you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Popcorn World at what's it called? Uh, in the world of flavor. In the world of flavor. Hey, two hundred to four hundred flavors of popcorn, and then you know what? When you mix them together, that creates another flavor too. Oh, it's a Listen. utopia when you when you when you mix them together, you're creating utopia. It's total head. Total head. Listen, Pastor Franklin and them got their popcorn. They were like, just arrived. We ain't even heard from them today. Are they are they OD? <laughs> I know. Yeah. They did they wait, wait, wait. Did they get the one with the mint and the um which one was it's really dangerous? 
I don't know what they got because we haven't heard from. We literally have not heard from them since they got their popcorn. Well, you know what? They made them With Georgia flipping the way they did, they might be out celebrating. That's a good point. Good know, point. They might have got some chocolate wine or something, and they all do hey. it. Hey, I've been seeing so many posts from people in Georgia that's been posting pictures of Stacey Abrams. Uh, oh, listen, Stacey Abrams was the engineer of, of Georgia's resurgence. Yeah. So, she's gonna, so she has solidified her cabinet position for sure. Yeah. Like, uh -oh. I don't know what position they're going to give her, but I'm sure she's going to be a part of the cabinet. Uh oh, we didn't talk up to Franklin. There they are. They came up from their bags. Hey, Pastor Franklin, let us know what kind of popcorn that was. All right, guys. While they're doing that, let's get into these final comments for today. Um, Mama Noise, looking oh so uh, strawberry cheesecake popcorn. Oh. <laughs> Don't <laughs> give us your final comments. Oh, um... You know, I've said since the beginning of this thing, this is a marathon. This has truly been a marathon and continues. You know, I'm not trying to, I, it ain't over until it's over. So I'm, I'm continuing on with the, this is a marathon. Listen, be wise as a serpent. Stay on the lookout. Make sure you make good choices because even though, you know, things are looking the way that they're looking right now, you still need to be careful. We still need to be safe. Um, you still need to make sure that you're doing the right thing. You got don't take the bait. Don't be, be tricked into, into arguing with nobody. Listen, you know, stay safe. Stay safe. You're worried, you're worried on the noise. Uh, the Franklin said they out enjoying themselves. They just want to let us know that. So that's <laughs> I don't know what that means, but they, I feel like they got popcorn in the car is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead and give it to us now. This will be real quick today. Um, one of my favorite players all time is Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was asked one time, he had won his, when he, the night he won his third championship, one of the uh, reporters asked him, man, you don't, you don't seem to be, you know, you, you know, this, it just seems you, you're not, I don't, it doesn't look like you're so excited or anything. And he says, oh no, oh no, you got it wrong. He says, I'm extremely excited. He says, I'm extremely, I'm leaping for joy in my heart right now. Didn't you see me over there a moment ago uh, when I hugged the trophy and I hugged my teammates? He said, but I know one thing. He said, we won today. He said, but if we want to win again, we've got to be focused. So I came back. I brought myself back to base. I brought myself back to where I need to be so that I can focus on the next, next year. He said, if I spend too much time celebrating, he said, I'm going to leave here. I'm going to party with my family. I'm going to party with my friends. 
He said, I'll probably give it a good month. He said, but then it's back to the grind because I can't allow myself to get too high or too caught up in the moment. And that's where we are as a country. If by the end of the day, Biden is president, we would believe will be the case. There won't be anything wrong with celebrating in the moment. There won't be anything wrong with, you know, having a victory dance, some champagne, Coke, or whatever, whatever your victory drink is, a toast to the future. But you got to know this. It's just the start. The work starts January 21st. The work starts. And so you can celebrate and enjoy. But just know that there's a lot to do. And we've got a long way to go. And I, I would encourage everyone to hold fast and make sure that you are not celebrating to the point that it is disrespectful, that it, that it is disheartening to someone else who lost. Because the reality is there's going to be other elections. And, you know, you don't want to be on the end of constantly reaping something you didn't have to, you didn't have to reap and reaping something you didn't have to sow. So just remain focused, remain calm. You're about to win. When you do win, enjoy the moment and keep it moving. You know, winning gracefully is as important wow. as, as, as the way you lose. Yes. We're about to probably see the wrong way to lose. Mm. But let's not add to that right. by winning wrong as well. I, in fact, I don't even think there is a place to do that. Because this is not, again, this is not a place for us to start uh, gloating and saying, ah, in your face, in your face. It stings and it burns, don't it? <laughs> Democracy burns. That's not, it's not time for that. What it's time for is for us to get to work. Yes. So yeah, we'll pop our champagne, we'll drink our wine, we'll eat our popcorn this weekend. But then after that, we need justice for Breonna Taylor. Boom. We need justice for Ahmaud Aubrey. We need justice for Elijah McClain. We need to reform uh, the system of police, uh, how we police our neighborhoods and communities and how black people are treated in America. We need to get to work. There's what we call a transition team when a new president takes over. This time and this moment in the history of our country, we are now all a part of the transition team. Normally it's just a few people, not anymore. Now we're all a part of the transition team. And there are some demands that we need to put on this president, this new president, and this new vice president, and this new cabinet, and this new, these new senators, and these new House of Representatives. And we're going to know these congressmen by name. And we're going to demand that they give us the opportunity to have the country that we've always wanted. So that's, that's we got work to do, people. 
So there's no time to rest. There's no time to get complacent. And there's no time to gloat because now the real work begins. Mm-hmm. But shout out to President-elect, soon to be President-elect Joe Biden. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is. Wait a minute. Oh. I wanted to just say before we go. All right. I thought about what Uncle Noise was just saying and yourself. And I thought about, if you didn't notice, I'm uh, repping Louisville, Kentucky's Cardinals. Because mm-hmm. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky, or should I say the University of Louisville and the University of Kentucky is one of the longest running rivalries yes. in sports. <clears throat> and every time they play, every time, whoever wins, they go and do the most to let everybody know that they won. Right. Yeah. Facts. And then the ones that lose, they do the most to let everybody know that they tore up about the fact that they lost. This is no shade, Uncle Noise. I'm just saying. Right. UK burning couches and all that type of stuff. And U of L do they extra, you know, as well. So just look at what they have. These rivalries are, they, they, it just reminds me of what not to do. I, I, you know, the war, the war hawks, no, the war eagles and, uh, and the crimson tide in Alabama. One of the longest running rivalries. So much so they went and poisoned a hundred-year-old tree. Because they were so angry about the loss. And most of the time, somebody always gets shot at one of their games because somebody is bragging about the fact that they lost. I mean, you lost and we won. This is not that time. I know we want to just be extra. This is not that time. This time, folks is extra. They trying to do the most, and you don't. And it's so sad. You thinking we grown, we big enough. You know, we adults. We should be able to handle this. We're not dealing with ordinary people. You dealing with people that <laughs> don't know how to lose, or people that just don't know how to act because of the the leadership we've been dealing with all this time. Yeah. So, please, ma'am. Please, sir. Don't be out here trying to do the most and stuff to let everybody know, whatever. I'm not saying you can't enjoy it, but enjoy your stuff at home. And that's my word. Wow, I'm annoyed. Double down today. <laughs> All right, I'm with it. I'm with it. Well, guys, listen, we hope to have another phenomenal weekend. We hope you join us. I just want to send a quick reminder to those listening on the podcast. To come over to the Noisemakers page or come over and find us on YouTube at Noise Media and Entertainment. Uh, Saturday morning, uh, we got Daddy and the Girls. I have no idea what these girls are going to want to talk about, but I'm always looking forward to the show. Uh, and then also, me and Miss Noise will do another episode of I Still Do. And so uh, that'll be a lot of fun as well. And then, of course, tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, live. You'll see us and the Uncorked Wine crew for Uncorked Wine. We uh, got a lot to talk about, obviously. So tune in, grab your wine glass. Let's have a good time. But until then, we love each and every one of you. 
Shout out again to Doing the World of Flavor, uh, Popcorn World, our uh, LeBan Burton. And we got a really massive announcement coming up on next Friday. You don't want to miss that. Uh, we got to get some special guests in the house for that one. So I'm going to get with Unc and figure out what we need to do to make that happen. But uh, we're going to have a good show next Friday because we got a big one. Big announcement coming. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, as always. That's what we do here. And uh, until then, we will see you tomorrow for all of the different things that's going on. And like we say when we walk out the door, we turn on the lights, say, we have this speech. Man, we sure had a good time today, and we appreciate you joining us for the ride. Tune in every day on the Believe Podcast Network and wherever podcasts can be found, like Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Music, wherever podcasts can be found. Also, you can visit us on Facebook on the Noisemakers page. That's the Noise, N-O-I-Z, Makers page, or on YouTube on the Noise Media Entertainment channel, N-O-I-Z, Noise Media Entertainment. Well, we'll see you again tomorrow. Until then, keep making noise. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.